0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Techneesha. A daily
0: broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good morning, everyone. That's right. It is morning time for me, and I'm glad that you're up with me. Grab your coffee and your running shoes because this is going to be an interesting topic. Of course, I have had topics of this conversation before of why men always cheating. So we're actually going to get in tune with it. the last show was kind of a little rocky a little bit where one guest went into talking about monkeys and everything, of course, of that sort. And quite lost us a little bit there. And we had one that kind of set it down like it was a man's choice, but maybe we can get a little bit deeper into this factor. But before we do, way to go, Falcons. I'm glad that we actually won. Um, Let's keep up that routine. Sorry that we had to win by overtime, but I'm proud of us that we did actually win. I try not to lose faith. I'm sticking to my team like everyone else does so here, sticking to their actual team. And you know what's so intriguing the most? I'm not getting off the subject, is that I can share this experience with everyone around the country, from Asia to Africa, so it feels really good to be with you this morning, so God bless you for taking that time with me, but anyhow, I am here with Mr. Jason Hunkrat. He is a life coach. He also has his own thing going on with Radio 2, but as far as life coach, he's been through the challenges, to, through the struggles, to be faithful, and it's sometimes it get a little rocky in the middle, and and then it turns out to be a blossom, beautiful blossom flower. Well, Jason is going to give us the ups and the downs, the challenges to actually make it through for you struggling followers out there, so stay tuned on in. Call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one. The chat box will be open with any questions that you want to ask Jason today. And Jason, welcome to the Bright Side with Technicia. It's the honor to have you on, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: I am, too. It's a great morning. Yes, you got me up. Mighty early look, <laughs> but it, it feels really good. I had to grab my coffee and everything else to just try to stay awake with you, sir. So how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent.
1: I'm real good. Getting ready to take care of the rest of the day and get things started here. So
0: I know nothing like nothing like just you know just jump off start, just get everything done, and before the night time you have to wind down and grab your bottle of wine. But, Jason, before we get into the topic of why men actually cheat, let's get a little bit more detail about what it is that you do. Who is actually Jason? Well, my name is Jason Parker.
1: I own Live2Give, which is my coaching and speaker business, where I work with high-profile clients, mostly fathers and husbands, and a few selected mothers and women. And what I do is help them rediscover what matters, who and what matters most, and then help them reorient, reorient their life around their values and to rediscover their purpose. So I'm up in Bay City, Michigan right now. I'm married, been married for about a year and a half now, and I'm an expectant father, and, um, and that's, that's about it. So just a husband and a father and a Christian with a couple of cats out living the dream and building things. so
0: Wow. Not, not not the task. Now, see, that's the cutest little thing. And, of course, I, I love one, Joan Rivers Passed Away, and that is the hashtag, um, hashtag Joan Rivers Challenge. Where We're going out, we're making people smile, doing something funny, because laughter always keeps you going. So that would be something that maybe you could post up to, Jason, um, as far as it post. But um, being a life coach, how is that? I mean, because you actually have to sit down and coach people through their troubles. Is that does that trouble you sometime in your own relationship?
1: Oh, absolutely. There's um, one of the biggest challenges as a life coach that I face, and that I know, talking with my coach and my colleagues, is that as a life coach, our job we can only take someone as far as we already are. So if we're sitting, when I'm sitting in a coaching alliance with an individual, if they have something in their life that I don't have, or they're working on getting through something that's too difficult for me. If I'm not able to sit with it myself and be completely biased to it, unbiased to it, as a coach, then it brings up the challenges of of for myself to be able to effectively work with them and to guide them through their own process. So, absolutely,
0: I know, and I'm glad that you told us about that because that that's that's a hard look position to just deal with. It's almost like actually being a Psychiatrist, you actually have to listen to everyone's problems. Now, what I found interesting that you do is live to give, and I thought that was interesting. How did this come about, and what exactly is it? Well, the premise behind live to
1: give started, um, as I watched, we talked about struggles, and growing up, um, Growing up, I watched my mother and my father both struggle for the majority of my upbringing, Uh, We struggled financially. I watched them struggle at times with the marriage to to keep things intact and to keep things going. And then in 2004, when I lost my father, I lost my father to a tough battle, some tough circumstances that he had. Um, After that, I was just always minimum wage jobs and part-time work for me. And I got to the point where I just started to realize that we don't need to struggle and that there's so much out there for us and we're created to do so much more than what we allow ourselves to accept in life. And and after I graduated Saginaw Valley, my college here, I ended up with $19,000 in student loans and I worked a third shift job that I absolutely hated for 18 months. And it was night after night after night. It was the same thing. And, And I was just struggling and I was miserable. So... I eventually, once I got engaged, my wife and I went through Financial Peace University, the Dave Ramsey course, and after that, it just kind of was birthed in me that I said, no one needs to struggle. I said, I can do this. I can go help people in my generation. I can help them get on track financially and help them figure out that there's so much more out there, and so I got the bug in me, and I went and got my business cards up and printed up and everything, and I started doing some financial coaching work for people, and and things like that, and it was born, and it was lived to give, and it was the whole idea that we need to spend our lives giving, being more generous, and l- literally giving of what we're able to give, and not focusing on ourselves, and being selfish, and and just struggling through life.
0: So. Well, that's why I love self-resilience, um, just getting out there, and doing stuff for other people, besides just yourself. Now, Jason, it brings me to the question, what do you, if, if we talk about you being a father and it's hard marriage and all, it, keeping it together, what do you believe is the most important step a father can take to rediscover his purpose? Well, I believe that the most important choice anyone can take,
1: especially a father, is to, is to make that, to make the active choice, to decide that there's a difference between Choosing to discover who you're meant to be and the life that you were meant to live versus living the passive life and just accepting what is and waiting for it to happen. When I was working third shift on the job, one of the turning points in my life for me that allowed me to make that choice um, was the fact that I'd accepted what was wrong for so long and I'd gone for 18 months thinking that something would just magically change. I thought the answer would just fall in my lap and that one day all of a sudden I would pick up a magazine or find the next answer on TV and say, hey, that's exactly what I was meant to do. I'm going to go do that now. And it never happened. And so it wasn't until I had read the definition, the quote from Albert Einstein stating that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And it was in that moment on a third shift one night that I looked at my life and I said, if I stay here doing the same thing that I'm doing five nights a week, eight hours a night, 52 weeks a year, my life will be absolutely no different a year from today unless I choose to start moving in a different direction. So I would just suggest for any father out there, they have to understand and accept that, that you are the husband and you are the father and you are the man of the house and it's your responsibility to do what's right for yourself and your family, and that's to make the choice, no matter how hard the struggle may be moving up, you have to make the choice that you are going to start the journey of discovering that. So,
0: Right, and I do agree with you, because even as far as it goes with rediscovering it, father-tops will rediscover their own sexuality. I mean, w- when you get into that relationship to me, the sexual relationship will have maybe have interrupted and changed, especially since for uh, the mother to rediscover her own sexual body and what it's pleasurable and what it's not. It takes time. So I do understand. Guys, we don't look at it because we think, oh, man, supposed to be the masculinity of it all, but we have to sit by the, you guys too to make you feel like you're supportive. we got to validate you and everything. It's it's a lot for a man, and it's hard to really understand and tolerate, but that's what it, it holds to me in that perspective. You have to be strong-minded. Is that why most guys probably find it easier to step out of the relationship just to know that they don't feel the security that they think they should have in the relationship?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I believe that I was just having a, having this conversation the other night, with a, at a friend's wedding, I was talking to the DJ about this, and he had, he was deciding, um, he was debating it with his friend as well on the same choice. Is that is that you would think that it's just mostly a choice, but but for the majority of it too. And with the coaching clients that I've, I I work with, I've noticed that there are changes that we go through, and and it gets to the point of, as you said, people be a husband can be in a relationship for so long. Where they'll just accept the things that they that they have, and if they don't get the validation, and they don't get the love, and they don't get the support, then they start making choices that lead them in a different direction. And that's and you're right. And one of the biggest pieces I feel for men too is for them to is to accept the vulnerability for themselves and to accept that, um, you know, it's okay to be together and to be one, but and to be more masculine and accept that about yourself, to be vulnerable. But I think in a relationship and in most marriages, as you had touched on, men are naturally hardwired to be that dominant, that that alpha male type of charge. So if they're not getting that at home or they're not getting that in their relationship and their marriage and they can't step up and make the active choice to address that with the woman that they love, then I think that's when it's easier for them to just flip the switch and make a bad choice and step out and do what most guys end up doing. So
0: Right, And as the, you know,' talking about Steve Harvey, when it comes to you guys, you're not as emotional as we are. You don't even have time to know that we're having an issue, because guys are not as good communicators as we are, and I think that follows in your DNA. And we women, like he was saying one day, Oprah, women keep waiting on closure. And if you want closure, close, move on with your life. But that's not, sometimes that's not what you're going to get from a guy. You're not courteous all the time. You could be talking to your husband right now. He's watching the game, but you're trying to give your issue, and that's not what his mind is focused on. And, of course, as we all say, I think that's mainly why sometimes the husband I don't know if that's true if why they step out because they don't feel the sexual intimacy anymore in the relationship or so Jason. But that's the important factor in a relationship is the sex regardless.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's um I think it's a vicious it's um it's an ongoing circle. You know, as you said, if you look at the differences just between men and women I feel that, you know, the majority of the women want the closure and the intimacy and the conversation, while the men are more focused on the primal needs that they have. But you have to understand for the the men to get his primal needs met, his wife has to feel loved and validated. And then for the wife to validate the men's primal needs, um, or the man who needs his primal needs met, he also wants to feel loved and validated and appreciated, too. So the man wants sex, the woman wants love, but for the woman to give sex, she has to feel love. For the man to give love, he has to receive sex. So I kind of look at it in that, that cycle as well, that it's, you know, it's a cycle like you said, and there's that there's that gap that's often missing in communication between the two that doesn't allow for that to to come full circle. Now they, you
0: know, I have been told on previous shows that if he's going to go out to cheat, it has nothing to do with his emotional attachment to you or his feelings for you. It's just that the cheaters, they make these promises to their significant others that we may want to hear. But what is your opinion on that, Jason? Like, Is it, is it more than what is it that really makes them go out to do it? Is it a choice or is it just like a genetic thing?
1: It's a good question. I believe, I believe that there's, I believe that it's partly genetic, and I believe that it, the majority of it could have to do with, with our upbringing and the the surroundings that we had, and if we were brought up in a family situation where we saw that as the norm or it was accepted, you know, subconsciously we start to ingrain those ideas that we want to be a faithful man, we want to be a husband, we want to find a girlfriend, or we want to find a wife, and we want to stay faithful. But at the same time, that subconscious thought starts to creep up in you and starts to to let you know that it's okay or that it's acceptable or that it's like a small white lie. You know, it's just something that, oh, if it happened once, it'll be okay. Or... You know, we get sensationalized with all the movies and TV and everything, and it's like, well, everyone can get their, their one shot. Everyone gets their, um, their hall pass, if you will. You know, so with that, I think it makes it easier for men to dumb down the act as a choice, and it and it, seems more, it seems easier for them to just go out and do it and to just step out because they don't feel as if they're making the choice. So subconsciously, I think they're driven to do it, consciously viewing it as them making the choice to step out.
0: Right. And in this interesting book that was out, um, The Truth About Cheating, marriage counselor M. Gary Newman found that 92% of men said that their infidelity wasn't about sex. The man said that their reasons for cheating were also emotional, such as the disconnected trauma underappreciated by their spouses. But check this now, women. They also testified in a two thousand ten survey about the National opinion Research Center found that women are forty percent more likely to cheat today than they were twenty years ago mm. and wow. said, and they right, and they said because women they have jobs that require them to travel so <laughs> so now we have women who doesn more they said we they say women are more. Or better anyway, because we are more secretive. We we don't give you signs, or we don't throw clues out, or or, you know. So, I don't know, guys. I I think you're in the safe. I think guys are more in the safe box when it comes to cheating, because I don't know. It's all it's all mixed in. It's not about the motion. It might not be about the sex. It's not the way that you look. I just feel like I want to do this. I want something new. So it's always going to be a debate on why man do it. I think that sometimes in our heart that we have to already be prepared and mentally that this is probably going to happen regardless as they would say. And then I don't know because they say it's a choice. So that's always going to be a, a big a big debate, Jason. But when it comes to this, um. How did you really find the courage to just like take the first step towards freedom to really overcome all that? To just stay faithful. Be with the one woman of your life. Well, for me the the
1: biggest the biggest step that allowed me to do it was just, as I said, watching my watching my mother and father struggle and watching you know, watching them go through their marriage and seeing the challenges and the difficulties that infidelity or possible infidelity could lead to and could put the strain on a marriage and then to watch watch individuals go through that and not have the courage to to step out if it wasn't what they wanted it to be and if it wasn't fulfilling. And so so I made the active choice for myself that to to honor my father I was going to start to live a legacy worth leaving. And to do that, it meant that I wanted to be the husband and the father that I was created to be and that I've always wanted to be. And so when I found my wife and I discovered that she was the one that I want to spend the rest of my life with, it was just, they say it as, let me put it this way, choosing your perspective and understanding that happiness is a choice and not a destination is the hardest thing that as a coach, I can teach anyone to do. Because in every moment, every second, every moment, we get to choose to be happy or not. We get to choose to enjoy the, the work that we're doing or not. We get to encho- choose to enjoy the love and the relationships that we have or not. So, so it's an active choice in every moment to stay faithful and to keep moving forward and to enjoy everything that you have in your life. But I think if you have the foundation set, once you start a relationship, then it's up to you to just maintain that, you know, that level of fidelity and and faithfulness with the one that you're with.
0: So And I think that's a life lesson most guys have to take, and you have to just be on your A game because there's a lot of temptation out here, but you just have to stay up on it. Now this. What does it really mean to live a legacy worth living? Because I know I have heard you mention it before on your previous shows and in your blogs and everything, but what does it really mean to you? To
1: me, living a legacy worth leaving means that we've decided as a husband or a father or even as a woman and a mother, it means that we've decided to step up and step into the role that we were meant to live. It means that we're going to go out into the world and we're going to give to others and we're going to provide and we're going to be of service and we're going to do everything that we were meant to do. It means we're not going to just sit back and accept what we think is the right thing to do or what we think is the responsible thing to do and that's to get a job and to kick rocks and work 40 or 50 hours a week. And if if you have a family, it's your job to do what's right. And I firmly believe what's right versus what's responsible is to step up and to be the person that you were meant to be. And whether that's you know, whether that's a business owner or that's an individual that, that works at at the store or a small building, it doesn't matter. And I'm trying to think, I can't think offhand of the quote that is from Martin Luther King Junior. It was that quote about, you know, if a man is to be a street sweeper may he be the best street sweeper there is, the way Michelangelo painted, and things like that. That's completely not on track for what it was. But the point is is that whatever it is that you accept, that you choose to do, you do it with the fullness of everything that you are and everything that you have. And because that is what will give you, that is what will fulfill you with the being and the happiness and the love and the joy that we were all meant to live and to exhibit. And so when you go out into the world with that sense of love and pride within you, then you will be the individual that's living a legacy worth
0: leaving. I do agree with you and I don't think I'd any choice of words to really replace that, no other words. Um, I I would have to say that's a strong message out here for any man, any father. What is the core message you have for fathers, though, Jason? I have
1: one takeaway for all the fathers out there listening, the husbands, and that is this, is that no one needs to struggle because you are all worthy of greatness. And when we think about that, we think about where we're going in our life or where we're at right now and where we want to get to, I want everyone to understand that they have so much power within them and so much confidence and courage and everything is inside of you that you do not need to struggle and you do not need to accept the mediocre, the mediocre and you do not need to accept the woes that life may be throwing at you right now because you may be in a tough spot and you may be in a hard situation, but I want everyone to understand that your current situation your current life situation is just that it's your life situation, and it's not your life. so just understand that your past will not define you and it is not who you were and if you've come from if you've come from the bottom and you've gone through the struggles and you've gone through the triumphs, just understand that you are the victor, and you have everything within you that you need to take your life to the next level
0: so. So well spoken, as I said before about your other one. And people have to understand life is a beautiful struggle. It is a struggle, but it can be beautiful, though. And I don't think that God will put more on you than you can bear because we come from God. That's where all of us are created from. And you get peace only when you merge in Him. You already have to know that you're blessed. And that's the main factor. A lot of people do forget that they're actually blessed, Jason. But in so many ways we think that we're actually struggling but we're actually not. We've all been through it. Everything happens for a reason. I know people don't like to hear it, but it does. Right. Everything happens And I think that's what people have to start doing. Whatever you do whatever you do in life will probably be insignificant. But it's very important that you do it anyway because nobody else will. Like when someone comes to your life and half of you says you're in no way ready, but the other half says make her yours forever. That's the way that you have to think. And I think I liked Marilyn Monroe's um, part when she said, so keep your head high, keep your chin up, and most importantly, keep smiling because life's a beautiful thing. And there's so much to actually smile about, but you just have to take out that time to find that. We go out, we think on the other green side, it's better, but it's actually not. And it brings me back to the point of when we actually cheat for either men or women, we think on the other side, it's better. And it don't be. The other side, is green, but that's all it is. It's just green. It, it, it could be fake. It could be imitation. It's just pretty and green. Just like the same way you might put that fake green grass on your lawn, that's all it is. It's covering up all the dark spots. And that's about it, and that's why I'm glad Jason is on here to really communicate that to the guys out here. But as far as to go with other coaches, what makes you different than any other coach? Well, I
1: believe there's one thing there's one thing about me that makes me different than all the other coaches. I over time I've been gifted and beyond blessed with an ability to connect with others in a way that no one else can. And as a coach over the past year and a half of working with clients, I have honed in and developed my craft of listening so well and asking such powerful questions to make people think deeper than they have ever thought before about themselves and their life. And I guarantee any individual after talking with me for 15 to 30 minutes will leave that conversation thinking completely differently about where they are and where they want to go in life. And for me, there's nothing more, there's nothing that I love more than being that guy that allows somebody to think differently about where they're going so that they can think, think differently about how to go and get more of what they want in life and less of what they don't.
0: Well, Jason, what are some steps that you actually take a person through to actually figure out where they actually want to be in life? Because sometimes that's confusing. People don't have enough confidence or they don't feel that they have enough passion to go forward. So what are some steps that you actually take a person through to get to that point?
1: Oh, absolutely. I can tell you one of my favorites, which is one of the most, what might seem like the simplest, but to me was one of the most profound stats is this. We all struggle with self confidence and we all struggle with the fear and the fear of failure and the fear of the future. And it, so confidence and fear are two of the biggest ones that individuals struggle with. And I can tell you this, a year ago, on March fifth, two thousand thirteen, when I met my coach, before I'd started the life coaching aspect of it, I'd walked in there and I had met with this guy and he we had a two hour conversation and he stopped and he looked at me and he said, Jason, if you want to be a coach, he's like, you go out and you tell the world what you're worth. And then he said, you stand up. I threw my arms out wide and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I said, I am magnificent. I am wonderful. And I, and I literally, in that moment, in that moment, I started, it started this switch. Because psychologically, I'm not sure if you guys or the listeners out there know this, but it's similar to the power stance. So if you stand and look at yourself in the mirror for two minutes with your chest out wide and your back up straight and you tell yourself those positive affirmations that I teach with my clients, you, will, you release certain endorphins inside the body that help increase your confidence level, which allow you to go out into the world and tell it what you want, and to claim the things that you want. So, and I tell you this because when I first did that, and I sat there for about 30 minutes too hesitant before I did it, because I was like, okay, this guy's a little crazy. I'm not going to stand in the middle of the photography studio and yell out that I'm magnificent. But once I did that, two weeks later was when I walked out into the world and told the world that I was a coach, And I had my very first sample session with an individual and I got my very first client for three months of life coaching, which put me from $12 an hour to $133 an hour within two weeks, which I never in my life would have fathomed that I was worth that kind of value to anybody.
0: Wow. That's Like all this, the only word I have right now is a Well, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with it on the air and talk about affirmations and some of the things that you should live by. So stay tuned on the Bright Side with Technician. Do not touch that dial. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up or I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and to find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the...
1: There's only one station that will keep you happy. Block Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break.
0: Okay, so five tacos, of cheese, and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around.
1: $10,000 what?
0: It's obvious you're buzzed and driving.
1: I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah,
0: the food stall box, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in.
1: Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: This is All right, you're back on another episode of the Bright Side with Technician. and I'm your host technician. I'm here rocking it with Jason Parkland, who is giving the details about what men are actually going through and the things that you can do to overcome it. Um, but in the news today is Prince Charles and Duchess Tate and uh, maybe be expecting the second one. So we don't know. We'll be on the look you uh, as far as it tells that she is having severe morning sickness, so it's just something that she's trying to be cautious about, excited at the same time, so if it is a second one in the oven, congratulations to both of them. Anyhow, we were getting into the conversation with Jason. Before we left, we wanted to talk about affirmations and some of the positive steps that you can take. Um, so, Jason, as far as it goes, we know positive affirmations are one of the best ways to change your negative mindset. So what are some list of positive affirmations that maybe one can say daily out loud to themselves?
1: Well, depending on your current, depending on your situation, what you're most looking to get out of life, um, there's a few different options, but a couple of my favorites are I am confident, I am magnificent, I am wonderful. I am worthy. That one is uh, a strong one that a lot of individuals forget about. But it's one of the most powerful ones, I think. Oh, I am abundant as well. Let's see, I have a list here, a few of my favorites. Um, I am abundant. I am successful. I am creative. I am grateful. I am healthy. I am loving. So when it comes to affirmations, the piece piece that matters most is the I am. So when you stand there and you look yourself in the mirror and you put all that, everything that you have within you, and you sit there until you can feel it and you feel that I am, and you preface it with that, and you attach any word that you want in your life that you want to feel and be, and work toward becoming more of.
0: Hmm. And I do, I believe, I do believe that we all, we all learn that, that it has to be positive because we sometimes we can sabotage ourselves. We talk about the negative stuff in our lives and. Talk about what we don't have or what we can't get, and you can easily just set yourself up for failure. So I think these are great models to actually live by. Now, Jason, as far as it goes, let's talk about more about your show because you, you do an interesting show too. Let's talk about that. What is it all, all about? Right. When, at-
1: well, right now I have the I host the Connection Show, and what I do with that is I interview highlighted artists. Um, as a as a life coach right now i specialize in fathers but I I try to focus my, my efforts toward creative artistic fathers. So the ones that the ones that are looking to do more with them lives their lives and to step out of the box and understand that their gifts are their gifts that they were gifted with are more creative than than what most jobs allow for. So so yeah, so the connection show it's just my little my little show that I do, yeah. where I bring on different guests, authors, speakers, and artists, and we talk about creativity and authenticity, and we talk about how they the steps that they took to get to to get to where they are, and how they found the courage and the confidence to share their gifts with the world.
0: Oh, okay, and it's all about. Jason's show is all about just rediscovering yourself, reconnecting, reorientation, just connecting in so many ways with yourself individually. And, and I do love that. you got to know the way just to show up and, and, and just shine. So that's nothing like good old motivation. I'm glad that we have people out here like you, and we, we just have to just stop making excuses, people. That's one thing. We have to start making excuses and just find that motivation to, to help us along. But um, what are some things, really, that you do in your life that, may, that we might can incorporate into ours that, that just keeps you motivated? Well,
1: the first thing is my vision board. So one of the most powerful things that, that I have for myself and my wife is, is the vision board that I have posted right up on the side of the wall near the bed. So each and every morning when I wake up and before I go to sleep, I am just bombarded with with visual images of the life that I'm going to live. So of all the things, the, the places I want to travel to, the the, the places I want to travel to, the African safaris, the, the home with the movie theater, the, the foods that I love, the friendships, the family, just pictures and images of, of friends and family in my life that I've affected in a positive manner. And to have that next to me is one of the biggest things that reminds me each and every morning when I wake up and when I go to sleep of what I'm working toward and where I'm going and and why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Um, so that's one piece. The second one, as we talked about earlier, is to be grateful. So when it, when it comes to gratitude and expressing that daily, um, if it's as simple as five, writing down the five things you're grateful for or ten things, Um, I know myself daily, I get in my journal, and I write down five things that I'm grateful for. At the end of the night, my wife and I will get together, and before we read our Bibles and go to bed, we'll write down five things that we're grateful for. Um, A weekly review as well. Um, Individuals out there, folks out there listening, one great step for them is, is once a week, take time to sit down and write down a list of, take about two hours, and write down a list of all the lessons that you learned over the past week. So, so I firmly believe that, as we said earlier, we go through adversity and we go through tough times to get to where we need to be because the places, the choices that we make land us in places that we don't always know for reasons we don't always understand. But in each and every piece of our lives, there's a lesson to be learned whether it's the highs at the top of the mountain or the lows at the bottom of the valley. So once a week, I'll sit down and I'll write down a list of the lessons I learned over the past week, and then I write down a list of the major victories and the things that I'm proud of. So I write down at least 10 things that I'm proud of for myself from the past week as well. And then I just plan on, I plan out my next week so it keeps me motivated to know what my goals are that I'm working toward and know that as long as I make progress each and every day toward the big goal, then it keeps me motivated and keeps me positive to, to keep moving. So it's just a few a few steps that the listeners out there can take incorporate in their lives.
0: I think those steps are well worth it, and I thank you for being so inspirational to so many out here. It's good to have people like yourself to just motivate others and don't always put yourself first. You put you putting others on top of that plate as well. Um so Jay Sam, any last words that you want to give the listeners where to find especially where to find you at on social media.
1: Um yeah, absolutely. If anyone's out there listening and they wanna learn more about what I do or they want to get connected with me, they can always head over to jasonparkrant.com. They can find me on Facebook. They can like my Facebook page at jasonparkrant. Same thing is on Twitter. You can find me at jasonparkrant on Twitter there. And um, if anything as well, they can also just send me an email and then get a free free, uh, 15-minute sample session. If anyone wants to dig deeper into you and figure out who they are and where they're meant to be, then feel free to give me a call or shoot me an email, and then we can set up a time.
0: why so. and don't forget, if you're Googling, like Jason said, you can find him easily on Twitter and Facebook. Also, make sure you check out his show. It's very inspiring, and you can find your inner strength in there. And if you're ready for the freedom, then I think Jason, Rat is Park Rat is your man to listen to. So thank you once again, Jason, for being on the show, and I hope for so much in your future endeavors. Thank you. I appreciate you taking time out and having me on to share with your listeners. Well, thank you, and I, and I hope that we can end up doing this again. And I want to thank it's, it's My House for tuning in in the chat box. I really appreciate all the love and support that I get from people just to continue on. I hope that I can continue on this journey with so many. It's inspiring. It's so inspirational for me to have to communicate with so many all of, around the world and don't have to just stick to one entity So I really appreciate everybody's love for that. Once again, Jason Punkwatt, you can find him by his name, dot .com. So please check him out, everyone. Um, It's been so much fun, people. Today I will be on again around 12 p.m., hopefully with Marcel, who is the director of this new horror comedy. You know, everybody's making a quiz on movies now. So I hope that you stay tuned. I'm glad that you tuned in with me today, but you know, before I actually leave you, I really want to give you an inspirational quote, because you know, that, that's what I have to do, because I know we all go through our struggles, we, we all have them, and it's not easy on this journey, trust and believe me, I have been through the ups and the downs, and we go through them every single day, but from my friend Mary Ellen to you. The truth of the day is take time to get to know yourself by spending quality time nurturing your feelings and emotions. It is a wonderful experience when you take time to embrace and respect yourself. You are the greatest love of your life and should treat yourself accordingly. Teach yourself to rejoice instead of dragging around judgmental attitudes. When you honor yourself first, you could then share your blessings by honoring others. Today, create harmony and love in our world by honoring yourself your higher power as well as family members and friends around you everyone enjoy your day be prosperous i will be back on at noon today so if you're still willing to take this journal with me don't give up on me just yet you stay tuned it's more to come
1: thank you for tuning in to the bright side with tanisha
0: Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern.
1: God bless.